My name is Ryan Bleak, and I'm sitting across the table from Tyra Bleak. Tyra, how are you doing? Doing real well. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me try again. I'm doing real well. And we are on our third episode, and we are excited today to be doing... Do you know which country, Tyra? Algeria. Yes, very good. Algeria. I've been studying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been studying just furiously, nonstop. Actually, I I should just let you take the podcast. Take take the podcast away, Tyra. Actually, it was really hard to know which one was next. I mean, I I studied multiple, multiple countries. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's so hard to predict. It's alphabetical order. Um, so yeah, Algeria is a country in Africa, North Africa. It's the largest country in Africa. If you are looking at Africa, it's all the way to the north, just a little bit west versus east. It's bordered by Al- Libya, excuse me, Libya to the east, Tunisia to the northeast, Morocco to the northwest, a small little border with uh, Western Sahara um, in the west, and uh, Mauritania and Mali in the southwest, uh, and Niger in the southeast. And then, of course, all the way north, uh, it also um, shares a border. Well, it doesn't share a border, but the, the coast. It has a coast bordering the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, the Mediterranean. I like the Mediterranean Sea. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So the population of Algeria is, what do you think, Tyra? What do you think the population of Algeria is? Oh, goody. It's, it's, it's every guess. listener's favorite segment. Okay. Um, 500 million. <laughs> <laughs> this really is. This is always good for a laugh. Oh, boy. What is it? Well, first of all, there's only... Two countries with populations more than 500 million, or 500 million or more, and that's China and India. Oh, shoot. And then a distant third is the U.S. at, uh, I don't know what we're at these days, but about 300 to 350. Um, <laughs> oh, good, good. So, no, uh, it is not 500 million. Okay. It is 43 million. 43 million? Mm-hmm. Well, at least I was in the million. Yeah, yeah, you were I both said close. million. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. At least that's, I was like in the right yes. number category. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 43 million makes it the 32nd most populous country. Argentina uh, just above it and Ukraine right behind it. The capital and largest city of Algeria is Algiers, uh, which is on the coast of the Mediterranean. And that city has an official population of about 3.5 million in the city proper and 5 million in the metro area. I feel like there's a bachelor named Algiers. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. I keep That sounds familiar to me. Who's, who's Algiers? I'm pretty sure there's not a bachelor named Algiers. I mean a, bachelor contest, a bachelorette contestant, I assume, or a, yes. an actual bachelor. Well, a bachelorette contestant. Okay. Yes, Algiers. There was somebody named something close to that. Anyway. I, I don't think so. Keep going. Somebody can phone it in. Yeah, call us Call us at uh, 1-800-GLOBE-FODDER. <laughs> oh, that's... Wow, we got that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And so a bit more about the geography. Uh, Algeria is four-fifths desert. And so in the north of the country... 
there are a couple of mountain ranges, the Tell Atlas and the Saharan Atlas. And then just south of that uh, starts the uh, Sahara Desert. The highest point in the country is Mount Tahat. And of course, the lowest is sea level. Oh. Ooh. Mount Tahat, is it hot up there? That's very Tahat. <laughs> it's a little Tahat for my taste. <laughs> oh my gosh. Me too. Tell me more about the desert. Oh, thank you, Tyra. Well, one thing about the desert is there are what's called Sirocco winds, and these are very high-speed, well, they can be very high-speed, dusty winds. You know, think of a sandstorm, but not quite so intense, that come from the Sahara and can go all the way to the north of the country. So is it like a blackout, or...? It's more of a dusty, choking wind. I don't know oh. if it... I'm not sure about if it causes like I always imagine, conditions. I always imagine like the wave of sand that's like covers the sun. Yeah, that's a sandstorm. I'm not entirely certain if it rises to the uh, level of a sandstorm or not. Sirocco? Sirocco winds. Do they get that from Morocco? Um, I don't think so. Okay. And to give you a little more about the weather, uh, the climate in Algeria varies, as you might expect, quite a bit between the Sahara and the plateaus and mountains. So it's very, very dependent on exactly where you are in the country. So, of course, the desert, very, very dry and hot. And the plateaus and the coast has more of a Mediterranean climate, pretty similar to Southern California. Do the mountains cool that area down very much, or...? So, for sure, as you rise in elevation, the temperature does get more mild, but not mild enough to be called cold. Oh, okay. And as is typical in a desert climate, the diurnal uh, variation in temperatures is very extreme. And so what that is is the, the, the variation between daytime temperatures and nighttime temperatures tends to be very, very large. Interesting. Sounds like the perfect weather synopsis for a movie. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, extreme during the day, and then the person's, like, struggling during the night. They're struggling both day and night. You mean a weather scenario? A scenario, yes. Yeah. Moving on to history, it's actually very, very difficult to give any sort of a brief synopsis because being so close to the cradle of civilization, it's a very, very... Uh, human history goes back a long way, and so you've got quite a few empires that have ruled what is now Algeria, and uh, more than a dozen. I'm not going to go through all of them, but the ones that you might recognize are the Phoenicians, the Carthaginians, the Romans, the Vandals, the Byzantines, the Spaniards, the Ottomans, and the French colonial empire. So a couple of highlights. The Ottomans ruled for three centuries from 1516 to 1830, and then it was a French colony from 1830 to about 1962. So they finally became independents from France in 1962. Okay. That's cool. As far as language goes, modern standard Arabic and Berber are the official languages. However, a variation of Arabic called Algerian Arabic or Darja is the language used by most of the population. And it, this is a factoid I didn't know. Well, I didn't, didn't know most of this, but this came as a bit of a surprise. Algeria is the largest Francophone population outside of France, meaning the largest population that speaks or understands French. 
about 60% of the households understand French. And about 40% of the population knows how to French kiss. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very high for the... For so the, 60% can speak French. And 40% and can 40- kiss French. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's talent. That's also the highest uh, French kissing uh, population outside of France. Oh, wow. Franco kissophone population. Franco Instead kiss-a-phone. of francophone, Franco kissophone. Oh, yes. Franco kissophone. Maybe Franco kiss, Franco tongue. I don't know. Moving on to economics, the GDP, the, gr- the gross domestic product, and the per capita GDP is $16,085. And to give you a little bit of comparison, Compared to the U.S., ours is about $60,000. Wow. So they are considered a middle-income country. Unemployment, however, is quite high at 11.7%. So is it relatively um, cheap to live here in Algeria? Well, I'm not going to... I don't want to fool the listener and make them think that we're in Algeria. But to, to, to live in Algeria there is pretty, by Western standards, pretty inexpensive, yes. Okay. Oil and natural gas are Algeria's largest exports. As far as Algeria being in the news, um, the latest headlines as of today are that the Algerian or an Algeria army chief calls for elections later this year. So apparently back in April, there were massive demonstrations and the then president stepped down and they've been without a president since then with the military essentially in charge. Okay, so if you wanted to visit Algeria... If you wanted to book a flight three months in advance, you're looking at $978, uh, which is not too bad, I guess, for to fly that distance. However, that's going to be, you're looking at two layovers over 30 hours. Oh, my word. And if you wanted to cut down on that, on the length of your flights, you could pay instead $1,215 to only have one layover over 17 hours. Next, we have major tourist attractions. And so, of course, the city of Algiers itself uh, has a lot to see. And among them, among the sites you can see there, is Le Jardin d'Essai du Hama. Oh, is that French? Oh, look at that. We have our very own Francophone in the house. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Or, I can identify French, come on. Oh, yeah, no, you've always been super good. Yeah. Yeah, good French kisser, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and if you prefer, instead of seeing sites in the city, if you want to see something in the countryside, they have a really nice national park, at least from the photos, uh, Tassil Najer. Oh, Tassil Najer. Yes, and one of my favorite negative reviews of, the, of Le Jardin de Seduhama is, uh, reads as follows, and this is from TripAdvisor. The, uh, the title of the review is just Shocked. Hold on, what's yes. the TripAdvisor name? I always like that. Is there one? I know, but I started to feel kind of bad about giving that out. Oh, okay. I think you should. Okay. Well, you know what? They put it out there. Yeah. So uh, this is Taninas 2015. <gasps> so I'm guessing... Oh, no, it was reviewed on October 8th, 2018. So just this last... Almost a year ago, this last fall. And uh, she says, just again, the title, Shocked. She was shocked. Oh, shocked. Okay. Where, and it reads, where do I start? When we got to the park, we were so excited as this is one of our early yearly, excuse me, as this is one of our yearly days out we have when we visit the country. 
we were followed by nasty men who kept trying to get our numbers <laughs> whistling and not leaving us alone, exclamation point. We were made to feel so uncomfortable, we left the park. Such a shame on letting people like that into the park. The views there are so amazing. Would have been nice to spend a couple hours there, exclamation point. Shame on people. Oh. No, shame on the people. Yeah. Just all of them. Shame on all, all of, of the, the Algerian people. people. Yes. How dare they let those people like that into the park? They should clearly they should have people just screening creeps. Like, sir, I'm sorry. You look like you look a creepy. Creep. You're gonna whistle, you cannot, get numbers, nope, you cannot come stay in. Stay out, stay out. Uh, first I thought you were gonna say we were followed by gnats the entire time, but then it was people. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know which one would be worse. So, Tyra, going back to visiting Algeria, if you wanted to visit and you wanted to rent an Airbnb right in the center of the city, how much do you think that would run you? Well, with um, 500 million people, I'm sure it's probably oh quite expensive. So many people. Okay, just joking. 45 million? Is that how many it is? It was about 43 million, I Okay, believe. 43 million. Um, no, no, no. This is Airbnb. This is a short-term stay. You're not, rent- you're not trying to compete against the 43 million people. Oh, Okay. Well, anyway, if I had to guess, Airbnb, I'm going to say $78 a night. Nope. It is $54. I almost said 53. Oh, no, you didn't. She always does this, guys. (laughs) Okay. So if you wanted to, if you were going to compete against the rest of the people who live there and you wanted to rent for a month an actual apartment, not an Airbnb, like an actual apartment. How much do you think a one bedroom? Ooh, I think you're forgetting that they're a poor country. It would be more. It would be uh, two hundred and seventy dollars. Excuse what? me, two six two sixty seven. That's for an entire month. Yeah, they're a poor country. Wow. So you definitely want to buy a house and then do an Airbnb. Yeah, that's because true. Because seriously, the Airbnb people are making a lot of money on one night. Uh, yeah, but you got to keep in mind that's probably only like the best of the best that are putting their places on Airbnb. Yeah, that's true. Or if you wanted to rent three bedrooms in the city center, that would be $470. Algerian celebrities. Um, Unfortunately, it was a little bit hard to find Algerian celebrities, but one of of Algerian descent is Sofia Boutella. She's an Algerian dancer, model, and actress. She is known mainly for her hip-hop and street dance and for appearing in... Uh, Nike women's advertising campaigns. I have to confess, I've never heard of her, uh, but she's also starred as Eva in Street Dance 2. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Street Dance 2. Oh, we own it. Love that show. Yep. And uh, Monsters in the Dark. No, Monsters, Dark Continent, Kingsman, The Secret Service, Star Trek Beyond, and she was in The Mummy. (gasps) The Mummy? The remake. Not, Not the Brendan Fraser, the... The Tom Cruise one. What was her name again? Sophia Butella. Oh, yeah. With a name like that, of course, you would be in Mummy. Oh, yeah. Right? The par- her parents named her with an eye towards the mummy. Yeah, for sure. Novels, movies set in Algeria. The, uh, one novel is The Stranger by Albert Camus. Um, it's, I think that's French, so maybe Albert Camus. If, if you were to say it like it's spelled, it would be Albert Camus, but I think it's Albert Camus. Should have looked that up probably before I uh, recorded I like the it. podcast. I, uh, Albert Camus. You just call him Al. Al. LC. Yeah, he definitely AC like AC Slater. Yeah, yeah, he prefers that. 
And in that story, The Stranger, an ordinary man unwittingly is drawn into a senseless murder on an Algerian beach. Camus explored what he termed the nakedness of man faced with the absurd. You could read that. if Sounds you dramatic. Would you read that if you went to Algeria? Oh, for sure, yeah. Whenever I visit a country, as you know, uh, as our listeners do not, I like to read a novel uh, set in that location. I, I would for sure read that book if I ever visit Algeria. I do like that idea. And you know what we should do is put a link down below that links to that book. Oh, yeah. Just in case somebody would take your referral or your reference. Oh, yeah, for sure. We could make so much money. So much money. <laughs> And a novel, or excuse me, a movie set there is The Battle of Algiers, which was shot in 1966. And I bet you can guess what that movie's about. A battle? Where? In Algeria. In Algiers. Algiers. Come on, Tyra. In Algiers. Well, and in Algeria. I was right. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. But it's right in the title. Okay. All right. Fine. We can't, we shouldn't fight in front of our... Our guests. I know. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> okay, and that brings us to my favorite part of the show. And Tyra, you're going to tell us all about the cuisine? Yes, today I'm telling you about the cuisine. Lovely. Okay, so you're going to be very excited about this because guess what? Algerian dishes. Yes. They're centered around bread. Oh Ooh. my gosh. Who would have guessed? People seem to love bread. Yep. Meat. Okay. I don't get it. Very uniquely Algerian. Yes, very. Um, so, yeah, you're going to be seeing lamb, beef, poultry. They have tons of olive oil, olives. The climate kind of lends to, obviously, growing olives, so olive oil is important. Um, vegetables, fresh herbs. Um, but something to note, there is no pork. Ooh, oh, right. Pork consumption is forbidden to Muslims in Algeria. So I guess if you're not a Muslim, then you could probably eat it. I, I think it's... Or is that the whole country? I, I think it's basically the whole country, although I'm kind of talking off the top of my head. So I'm not positive. It may not literally be the whole country, but I, I know it's vastly majority Muslim. Okay. So out of all the Algerian staple foods, the most famous one is couscous, which is recognized as a national dish. Um, couscous is steamed balls of crushed durum wheat, semolina, which is a hard wheat native to Algeria. Okay. Um, this is traditionally served with a stew scooped on top. One dish served with couscous is called tagine. Tagine is vegetables cooked in this earthenware pot. It's most of the time cooked in a spicy or sometimes mild broth, um, which is like a stew and has meat. It's generally chicken, lamb, or mutton. Okay, so speaking of meat, Ryan, can you tell me lamb is their choice of meat? Okay. And it is also known as... Oh, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just Mutton. said it. Yep. <laughs> I gave it away already. Whoops. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear. You didn't. No. Okay, mutton. I um, was tuning you out like normal. <laughs> so um, when meat is referred to as lamb, it's generally like a one-year-old lamb. It's a little baby. Okay. When it is mutton, it's one to three years old. Um, so there is, of course, other types of meat, 
which is poultry, beef. They also hunt wild boar um, and eat all of that goodness. One common street food you would find is what's called minhadjub. This is a super thin crepe. Oh, you're going to love this one. It's oh, like yeah, a I'm it's sure. like a crepe that they, I don't know, basically throw out on a grill and grill it. And then they top it with uh, this tomato, onion, olive oil, salt and pepper saute. You lost me an onion. Okay, so they saute all of that. Then they throw it into the crepe. And then um, they fold it up like a burrito and they cook it on a hot pan. That's like so popular. You would see it everywhere there. So I think I would try it. It sounds good to me. Okay, common drinks for Algerians are... Coffee. Okay. Coffee and coffee. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They love their coffee. Oh, there must be so many Starbucks over there. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. No. <laughs> they probably they have way better coffee right. than that. Right. Um, so, yeah, Pete's or Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, they also love green tea in the afternoon with a pastry or juice. They also have a popular soda that we don't have here, which I wish we had. It's called Gazoo's which is a orange soda with a hint of grapefruit, minus the bitterness. Okay. Doesn't that sound so good? It does sound pretty good. I really want that, but we don't have it. So maybe sometime when we're over there, we'll have to try and look for it. Yeah. Okay. On one of our many trips. Yes. Um, a dessert you might find to be popular is what's called a seda. Okay, this is a really weird one. So I watched this woman, I watched this video, and this lady took forever making it. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of care, but basically... Was she Algerian? Yes, and she was speaking Algerian or French. I don't know which one. I can't remember. Arabic. Arabic, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so... um, She's speaking Mexican. Yes, she was speaking uh, no Spanish. Not (laughs) Mexican. Oh, you're making a joke there? Okay, sorry. Okay, so this this little dish is like a lump of dough, basically, that it takes forever to make. So they cook this wheat flour lump of dough. Um, it's served with butter and honey. You form the dough by combining flour, butter, and water, and you work this dough together, right, until it's smooth and lump-free. After that, you boil the dough in water. Again. After you put all the water together and do all this, then you put it in a kettle and you basically boil water with it and then you work the dough a second time until it's super smooth. It's just like a lot of handwork and you're just trying to make this flour smooth. Okay, so after that finally is smooth, then you put the dough onto a plate with butter and fold the dough over so that the top is smooth. This is quite involved. I know. So, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. After... After you've boiled the dough and it's very smooth, mm-hmm. then you take it out and you put it on a surface and basically you pinch in from the bottom. You pull the bottom and put it on top, okay, like you're pinning buttons on the top and then you flip it over so it's like basically this round, very smooth baby's butt ball, mm. except for not two cheeks, just one. Okay, yeah, otherwise otherwise looks exactly like a baby's butt. Right, yes. Okay, and then um, basically they they drizzle butter and honey on it, and then you just pick off of it and eat it. It's so hmm. weird to me because, like, you just are, you mix flour until yeah. it's smooth, and then you add more water until it's smooth. You never put it in the oven, and then you just plop it on a plate 
and then start tearing pieces. It sounds like raw bread yeah. to me, but I think it must boil in the pot to make it bread. I don't know. So huh. that's a dessert. Oh, a dessert. Yes. Okay. Crazy, right? That's the honey part. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I would like to try it. It sounds really weird, but sure. it maybe would be delicious. Uh, like, would it? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All maybe. right. Thank you, Tyra. You're welcome. Wonderful segment, as always. I know. And, of course, we cannot forget to thank our sponsors. Our sponsor of, of this week's episode is Blockbuster Video. Hey, make it a Blockbuster night. Why don't you? It's now time for our listener mail, and again, sent via snail mail from, uh, oh, hey, look at that. It's Barack O. Barack O. writes again. He says, hey, guys, just curious, what's your uh, go-to movie if you want to watch a movie? Hey, speaking of Blockbuster, why don't you uh, stop by Blockbuster and maybe get these picks? Tyra, what is your go-to movie? Um, I would probably say... Let's see here. Well, a long time ago would have been Terminator 2. Oh, Terminator 2. That's a good one. Look at you, Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Um, as of recent? Uh-huh. I have no idea. You tell me. Um, I don't know. Shoot. It's hard to have favorite movies now because there's so many of them. So what is your favorite movie then? Well, I don't know if I would necessarily call it my favorite movie, but I guess it's the movie that I go back to most often. It would be Red Dawn, or possibly Die Hard, because I do watch Die Hard every, you know, every, at least once a year. And so maybe Die Hard, that's, that's like a coin flip. It's like asking you know, Paul, Mac Paul McCartney or John Lennon. You know, it's, it's they're too close to call. Yeah, I would probably, I would have guessed Red Dawn. Would you have guessed Terminator 2 for me? I would not. I would not have guessed Terminator 2. What would 2. you have guessed for me? I don't know. I don't see you rewatch movies very often. Not like I do. I know. All right. Well, thank you for that question, Barack O. As always, dear listener, if you have a question, you can email us at, or comment, or, or constructive feedback. No, no destructive feedback. Constructive feedback yes. only. <laughs> globefodder at gmail.com. Again, that is globefodder at gmail.com. That brings us to the end of another episode of Globe Fodder. As always, thank you for joining us, and be sure thank to listen you. and subscribe. <laughs>